So um, I have, I, I just want to make a few statements about uh, the coronavirus situation. Uh, you've read some of what we've posted, but I've asked my wife, she's an RN, and she loves this house. And, and, uh, and somebody asked me the other day, does she do nursing consulting? I said, every week somebody calls her and asks her. <laughs> ask her how to how to, what do you do for this how do I treat my baby for this or and, and we're happy to do that and she's glad to do that but uh, she does pretty good consulting everybody but me you know <laughs> so <laughs> I have Beth though Beth takes care of me thank you Beth I'm just picking come on she does consult me stop whining get up and get moving it's all in your head. <laughs> and then she gets on the phone and says, yeah, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I, oh, yes, you, what you need to do is, like, all right, all right, all right, all right, I'm off of all of them. Anyway, I'm so thankful, and I've asked her to just kind of watch what's going on with this. I think it's going to end today because we're going to believe God for miracles. Come on. I'm kind of feeling this tug of war like, do we talk about the future or do we just believe God for the end? So I'm going to believe God for the end while I talk about the future. But, um, but there's, a lot of, there's a lot of conversation, obviously, in the news and in the paper and in the conversations and everybody in every store and every place. And honestly, I realized that there was some fear in the world. But when I went Friday afternoon at 3.30, to get some water, not because I was concerned about the coronavirus, but I had, you know, 60 women I needed to fix water for. <laughs> and I went to the store to get water, and there was no water. And people were in a panic in Albertsons. I mean, it was a full-on panic, and you could sense the fear. Yeah. I mean, it was high level. You know what I'm saying? It was off the charts. And, and, and it dawned on me, like, you know, because we as men and women of God walk in peace. And, and to walk in that environment, you could just sense the fear, the sense, the anxiety of people really scared for their life. And, and so I realized then, like, hey, you know, because I'll be the first. I've made the toilet paper jokes. And <laughs> matter of fact, I took some water. I did find some water, and I took a picture with this whole buggy, 36 gallons of water, I wish I'd have gave you that picture. It was funny. I took a selfie with me with water and said, I'm hydrating to keep from getting the virus. My wife said, you cannot post that. So she does give me counsel. And so, but, but, but beyond it all, beyond it all, I've asked her to just, just to uh, be watchful, kind of lead our house from a medical perspective. And so we are doing that. Uh, do you want to say anything about that? No? Not really? They turned it on for you, I think. Let me see. It's on. There we go. Just do what you know to do. Wash your hands. If you're sick with a fever, stay home. You might have sinuses. We are in South Louisiana. So be aware that everything is not coronavirus, okay? Um, if your nose is running and your eyes are running, you have allergies, sweetie, and you're going to be fine. And um, wash your hands, and you're going to make it. Now y'all getting that treatment. Now you got me. No. 
Number one, don't live in fear. You're going to listen to somebody, listen to a doctor, or listen, read what the CDC says, and ignore all the fear factors. Yeah. My father-in-law, he's over here. He told me he found a cure for the coronavirus. Cancel the media for a month. Oh, Lordy. Well, I, I woke up this morning, and my chest was hurting, and my eyes were burning. You know, and the enemy will say, you better watch out. And then I remembered I got pollen all over the sky everywhere. I, this happens every spring. You know what I'm saying? So let's, let's don't just jump on board. But let's, let's do, hey, I, let's make right precautions. And let's don't invade people's life that don't want to be invaded. Don't hug somebody that's walking away from you. You know, it's not funny. And, and be prayerful and be thoughtful. And, and some, I heard somebody in the store the other day saying something about wash your hands. And somebody said, well, if you work where I work, you're going to tell them to wash their whole body. Just, you know, take a bath, keep clean, keep good hygiene, and, and do the right things. Just do the common things that you should be doing anyway. And so um, let's, let's just make sure that we do that. All right, thank you, baby. I just need you up here to make me look better. All right. I need some help tomorrow. Uh, if there's some gentlemen, we got to move storage buildings tomorrow, and they will not extend this, so I have to have it done tomorrow. If there is some of you that's off work, um, uh, can come and help me. Hey, I'll take some ladies too. I'm not. I, we got powerful women around here. I've been hearing it all weekend, and so <laughs> yeah, we got to, we got to move. Uh, we got to move from one storage unit to the other unit tomorrow it has to be done so about 10 o'clock tomorrow I have a meeting in the morning so I can't get started till about 10 o'clock but about 10 o'clock tomorrow uh, I need some help probably for two hours and we'll be done with it it won't take too long all right um, I'm just going to go through a list of stuff do you have that on the screen can you put that up did you have that on the screen just a few things that we need to talk about upcoming events Where's the storage unit? next door right here right next door church here we're gonna move from one unit over to the other um, okay it's okay if you don't all right that's okay if you don't have it I just want to be able to see it uh, we have a work day we have a work day that's on March the 21st which is next Sunday Michelle mentioned this last week uh, we're going to still have the work day. we got some things around here that need to be done uh, as we prep for the next uh, phase of what we're doing here at the church. And so um, I need some help with that. Um, on RFK Sunday is next Sunday. And um, we're not going to cancel next, huh, the 22nd. It's it, says it, the it says the 2nd. Okay, anyway, whenever day it is, we're not canceling it. That's what I thought it was. That's what I said next Sunday. So we're not canceling that. We're going to continue with that. So it's going to be a fun week next weekend, uh, with RFK Sunday, and I want you to all come out for that. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have a great time here. Uh, work day is going to start at 8 o'clock Saturday morning. Thank you all for helping me with this. All right, and then Strawberry Festival is canceled. What? So... <laughs> So, the Strawberry Festival is canceled. <laughs> He's saying what, and everybody's saying hallelujah to Jesus. <laughs> so, um, 
they have they have a tentative date for it, but it's Mother's Day, and if that's when they're doing it, we won't be participating. We're not going to do it on Mother's Day. We're going to honor our mothers, and so um, uh, that's 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 done. So Strawberry Festival is canceled. Everybody could say what? All right. And then Good Friday, April the 10th, we're having a special service here, Good Friday, and then Easter Sunday. And, and the reason I'm going through these things is because I want you to know, unless they change something, and if they do, we're going to comply. Uh, yesterday, I had quite the struggle, and I'm going to be honest with you. I had quite the struggle this week because our governor got up and made a proclamation um, to asking us not to have gatherings. I want to be submitted to authority. If we're going to preach from this pulpit that we're under authority, authority, then we want to be submitted to authority. Can everybody say amen? amen. Even if you don't agree, we're submitted to authority. He came back yesterday morning and revisited that and said that that did not include churches and that he really didn't have the right to make that particular proclamation. He went on to explain so that I don't leave you without full explanation, he still thought we should do thus, thus, and thus, and thus. And we will comply to being safe. When you came in this morning, there was places to wash your hands. We've wiped down all the cabinets. We wiped down all the, the nursery before your children got here and all on both sides. Those things will all be cleaned this week. And we're going to do everything we can to comply and maybe set a new standard around here how it should be all the time. But we're going to try to keep a safe environment. And we're going to try to comply. But in the meantime, we're going to have church. And we're going to worship the Lord. And we're going to pray. And we're going to believe. And we're going to see God do great things. So we're still planning on Easter. We're still planning on Good Friday. And we're, we're planning on these things. But if, if they come, and my wife is monitoring this, if they come and say, hey, you got to shut it down. We've already made provision. Ryan's working on it. We'll go live streaming. And we'll, we'll live stream. But there's two things I want you to think about. I want, I want us to, there, we've, all, we've been promoting house church for a while now. And this, so this is an important time for you to be connected in house church. And if you're not part of one, you need to be a part of a house church. And I'm going to be talking to our house church leaders. This is a great time for the church to be the church. And uh, this, uh, my friend Jeremy Foster pastors the largest and fastest growing church in America, Hope City in Houston. He made a, a video statement this week about uh, the house churches. They're, they're, they're so large, they, they had, they've complied, and they're going strictly video. And he said, this is not a time that we should say, man, look what the enemy's doing or look what the devil's doing. Look, look, look this is a time to say this is an opportunity for the church to be the church. And uh, we can have house churches all over. This is the book of Acts. Let's have a revival. And uh, let's have a move of God. Let's don't get in the mully grubs and the complaining and all of those things. Other thing that I want to mention to you, and I don't know how this is going to pan out. We have some of our, uh, our uh, international students with us today. I've been talking to Thais about this. And uh, if for some reason we have these kids on our campus don't have a place to go or they don't have a meal, guess who's going to feed them and house them? We are. So clean up a room real pretty, and maybe you might need to put them on a bed or on your couch or somewhere. We're going to love on people, and we're going to show the love of God during this season and help people. Can I get a better amen? amen. Hey, this church has always stepped up when it comes to 
when it's come to disasters, natural disasters, and we're going to step up now, and we're going to be a serving, loving, caring church, and we're going to love big. Everybody say love big. big. Don't hug big. Just love big. Just love big. So we're, we're moving forward. We're planning on going forward. And so I'm excited about these upcoming things. I'm just going to talk to you this morning. I don't have a sermon to preach to you. I just got a message to give you, okay? Can you give me about 15 or 20 minutes? 15 or 20 minutes. I want to talk to you from a little passage of Scripture in Exodus uh, that says, says this. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord. Everybody say, fear not, not. stand firm, firm. and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. That's a relief. I ain't got to do a thing. Which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall never see again. And the coronavirus that you see today, you ain't never going to see again. Or let's not just talk about the coronavirus. What about whatever else is plaguing your life? What else about ever, any other thing that's, uh, that's coming against you? He said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For that thing that you see today, you will never see again. The nurse, next verse says, and the Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. And I thought about that because this is, pre, this is pre-word before they got to the walls of Jericho. He said, just be quiet. We ruined so many miracles with our mouth. And that's a whole sermon I won't preach today, but we ruin so many miracles with our mouth because when God's trying to do a miracle, in our, we're, we're too busy running our mouth to get the miracles. We're talking ourselves out of the blessing of God that's already upon us because even when I don't see him working, he's already working. That's a good word. And the Lord will fight for you. All you have to do is be silent. And the Lord said to Moses, and this is what I want to say to you, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Let's don't stop. Let's go forward. Let's move ahead. Let's look at victory ahead. Let's look at opportunity for a blessing. Let's look at opportunity for a miracle. I want to bring you up to the story for just a minute. When the children of Israel were in bondage, they were crying out to the Lord, Lord, save us from the bondage we're in. We, the, the, the Egyptians have us bound. They beat on us. They mistreat us. They, they don't take care of us. We're in, we're in this terrible situation. God, come and save us. And so you know what God sent? God sent a stuttering murderer to come save them. Not the federal government. He sent a, a stutterer who all he had was a stick to save him. He said, Lord, I can't do this. I can't even talk. He said, I'll get somebody to talk for you. You just do what I'm telling you to do. 
So he sent a stutter. I almost did it, but I actually did it. He sent a stutter with a stick to save a whole group of people, a nation. It seemed like a likely candidate for a leader. But God sent a stutter with a stick to deliver the people. And now all the plagues have come, and many of you know the story. If you don't, go read it, the book of Exodus. And all the plagues came, and finally Pharaoh said, okay, we've had enough. We're going to let them go. After he lets them go, he says, what have we done? We just took all of our workforce and sent them down the road. We, we've, we've lost our mind. This is not a good plan for our nation. And so he said, we're going to get our best chariots, and we're going to go after them, and we're going to take them back into bondage. And the children of Israel are standing at the Red Sea, and they could hear the chariots rumbling. They could hear the noise of the, 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 the hoofs of the horses coming. And they looked at Moses and they said, well, what are we going to do now? Where, what are you brought us out of, out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? This is what you've done to us, Moses. Well, wait a minute, I ain't done nothing. I didn't want to do this to start with. Don't blame the preacher. I didn't, want to, I, didn't, I didn't ask for this job. I was tending my own business, hanging out in the wilderness when a bush caught on fire. Don't blame me. <laughs> but look what you've done, Moses. You brought us out in this wilderness to die. You, you better come up with a plan quick. We would rather be back in Egypt. Now, I want to tell you something today. Fear will always take you back to what God delivered you out of. And I'm not just talking about the virus today. I am talking about that, but I'm not just talking about that. Fear will always carry you back from, to where God delivered you. And I'm not just preaching to you in this pew. You're not, nobody's different in this place, me or you. Fear will paralyze you. The Word of God tells us that he has not given us a spirit of fear. He's not given us a spirit of fear. And he said, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't try to figure out how to navigate through this. Trust in the Lord. And there are times when we're trusting the Lord that we need to keep our mouth shut and our hands raised. We need to keep our mouth shut and our knees bowed. Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying today. Because you're complaining and your fear is going to take you back to where you came. And God said, I, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to do a miracle in your life, but you can't hear the miracle. You can't see the miracle. You can't walk in the miracle because you're too concerned about uh, uh, the fear that's gripped your heart. And Jesus took the man with a stick and a stutter, and he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take that stick that's in your hand and I want you to put it out over the water and I want you to see what God's going to do. And you know the story how that the Red Sea rolled back and they went across on dry ground and then here comes the army and the Israelites and they're coming and they're pressing in and God already had made a promise 
you'll never see them again. Because when they get in the middle of this thing, the waters are going to come back on top of them, and it's going to be over for them. I want you to look at your situation today and say, I'm not going to walk in fear. I don't care if it's the coronavirus or it's the situation you're in. I'm not going to live in fear. Maybe it's the marriage situation. and Maybe it's the situation with some of your kids. Maybe it's whatever it is. Maybe it's your financial situation. Maybe I know, I know that people have been worried to death about the stock market falling. And I understand all those things. I'm not, I'm not making light of these things. I, I get it. I get it. it con it's concerning, but you can't let your concern go into fear. You can't, you can't let all your concern. You've got to remember where God brought you from and where he took you, what he took you out of. You've got to remember the day that you, the doctor said that you couldn't get well and that you were going to die, but you're sitting here today because God said something else. You've got to remember the day that God showed up and the miracle that happened in your life. David said it like this. I look back into the hills from which come in my help, and my help comes from the Lord. He wasn't talking about, he wasn't talking about the, the terra firma when he said, I look to the hills. He was talking about the day that he was in the field, and, and the bear came, and the lion came, and he was able to, to slay the lion and the bear with his bare hands because the Lord showed up. In the middle of his worship session. And so when he got to his next battle, which was the, was, was the giant, he was nothing. He had already experienced what it was to walk in the miracle power of God. And sometimes along our way. Instead of falling into fear and, and saying, oh, God, I, I wish I had, you wouldn't have brought me out here in this wilderness to die. Say, oh, God, I'm so excited about the miracle that's going to happen in just a few minutes. I want to jump forward for just a few minutes. We could go through this whole story, this lengthy story, but let's get down the road here to walking into the promised land. And he sent some spies into the land. And when the spies went into the land, they come back, and he sent 12 and 10 come back, and they were negative nannies. We can't do it, the big giants. We're like grasshoppers. You know what they've done? They didn't forgot about the Red Sea. They didn't forgot about the manna. They didn't forgot about all the things. Hear what I'm about to preach to you today. And God will let you do something that you really don't want to do. He'll let you settle for something less than his best. And he'll let you stay on the other side of Jordan while others go in and get the promise. Anybody here today? I, 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 I don't want to settle for less than God's best. I, I want to go on and get that promised land. I, I like those big grapes. I, I like the milk and honey flowing. I, I like all of that stuff. I, I don't want to settle over here in the plains when I can have the promise. Anybody with me this morning? But fear will keep you from going into the promise that God has put before you. So God's going to bring us through this season. God's going to bring us through this storm, and God's going God's to be there with us. And, and I, I, I may, man, I hate to say this, because this could strike fear right here. There might be somebody sitting in here this morning that's already affected with the coronavirus. Oh, Lord, don't say that, preacher. 
Won't be nobody back next Sunday. Well, no. That's right, Miss Reed. Ain't no amens to that. But we can't go around living in fear. We got to go on. We got to go on. Don't look back. Move forward. And I close with this. I want the whole team to come back, worship team. And I know you've heard this a lot this week, but I want to say it again. Psalms 91. And when we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, he will sometimes be our shield. He will always, always be our shield from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? We have to stand upon the promises of God. We have to believe God for his word, his promise, his plan. So even when I don't see him working, he's working. Even when I dig myself a grave and I jump in it, he's still pulling me out of it. Thank God, even when I complain and grumble, he doesn't give up on me. Even when all of the news says it's coming to an end, he's still working. Even when things didn't go the way I planned, I, I, I get so tickled. When you get old, you get things are funnier than they used to be. When you get older, I said older, and you listen to young people talking about all the plans they have for life, which I think is great. I love them to hear them talk about it. But then when you get down where you're at right now, and you say, well, no, nah, I didn't go the way I planned. Anybody experience that? I had this great plan. It didn't go the way I planned. Sometimes those detours are God's blessings. Amen. Has God ever stopped the situation and you're like, well, why, why is this so complicated? God, I want this to happen. I like that commercial on TV. I really don't like it because I think the guy's whining, but I think it's funny. It's my money and I want it now. Call AG. It's my money and I want it now. This is my stuff. I want it now. I want it now. And God's like, breaks, walls, everything's held back. You're like, yeah, I want it now. I want it now. And God's like, you don't really want what you think you want, and I'm trying to save you. So when I really don't see him working, he's still working. When I really think, where are you, God? He's like, don't worry, I got you. 
I'm faithful. I'm committed. I'm caring. I'm loving. I'm unconditional. I'm all-powerful. I'm omnipresent. I'm not some things. I'm everything. My arm is not short that I can't reach to where you are, nor am I weak that I can't handle your situation. And if I'm for you, then who can stand against you? And what could man say to you? Wow, could man hurt you? If God is for us, who can stand against us? I wish I had $100,000 to put in the stock market tomorrow. But you know what I want to put my stock in? I want to put my, my hope in the Lord. Because one thing's not going to happen. His stock is not going to fail. He's not going under. He's not going bankrupt. He owns the cattle on the thousand hills and all the taters that's under him. He's got this. Somebody say, he's got this. Say somebody, he's got me. And he loves me more than anybody else. Come on. He's got me. He's got me. Here's how I want us to close out today. I want us to take us time to join the nation in prayer today. I, don't, I, I want us to take a moment to say, hey, we're going to pick up the decrees that's been made by the prophets and made by the president, and we're going to decree a blessing upon this nation. Somebody addressed something with me yesterday, and I want, to, I want to address it here. They said, do you think this is all political? I said, here's what I think. I think politics is like the devil. They always use what they can. I'm not saying politicians are the devil. I'm saying politics. And this is not a D or an R or an I. We need to drop all that business. You drop all that business. This needs to be a business about the kingdom. And our presidents ask us today to join him in prayer. And if you don't like the president, so be it. But this ain't about the president. This is about our nation. And we need to stand up, and we need to pray, and we need to press in, and we need to believe. So I haven't done this in this church in a long time. Maybe we should do it more. But I'm going to ask them to begin worship. And I'm going to ask if you would not get up and walk around outside. But for a little while, you would find a place to kneel. If Come to the altar, kneel in your chair. If you're not physically able to kneel, then would you just bow your head over? But for the next few minutes, I want this church to bow before the living God. And humble ourselves before him. And say we're going to say God you're a Lord over our nation. Yes. 
But we're not going to be stingy. We're going to pray for the nations. We're going to pray for the world. We're going to pray for every continent. And we're going to believe God to heal our land. Because in every place we have brothers, sisters in the Lord. And we want revival and healing and miracles to take place all over this world. What would happen? Jeff was telling a story this morning in our gathering with our team. That when President Bush asked to pray when we went to war in Iraq. That the winds turned and they began to blow a different direction. And for months they blow, blew in a different direction. In case chemical warfare would come it would blow back on the enemy. Because the nation decided to pray. And he said, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves. That's why I want us to humble ourselves this morning. And, and we would turn from our wicked ways. Then he would heal our land. How many believe that today? Amen. Come on. So as they begin to sing... As they begin to sing, I want you to find a place. And we're going to pull the lights down. And then I'm going to have a few people. Ricky, I want you to come. Michelle, I want you to come. And we're going to pray. But just find a place to pray. If you, can, if you can't kneel, I'm perfectly all right with that. But just bow your head. If you can find a place to kneel, let's kneel before the Lord.